Welcome to Tiki Central Canada. Ever wonder what's in that cool, refreshing drink that you just have to have on that hot summer's day? Mmm, me too. Picture a man going on a journey beyond sight and sound. He has left society. He has entered Tiki Central with palm trees, beach sand, blue skies, and God, get me a drink now. Here's your hosts, Craig, Paula, and Mark, and their wacky views in drinks, life, and maybe information. Hey folks, and hey, how we doing here? It's Craig here from Tiki Central Canada. I'll be your bartender, your host, and mixologist, and hopefully information for the hour. We'll see how hopefully, it goes. Hopefully. Hey, we got Mark in the studio. How are we doing, Mark? Hey, I'm doing okay. Cool. Now, Mark is our, our tiki expert. He's not a bartender, but he actually is a tiki expert. He's been to over 60 tiki places or bars, whatever you want to call it. And so, yep, so Mark is here, and Paula... Our Brazilian is a non-tiki, non-bartender expert. I definitely, I just, you know, parachuted in here. <laughs> That's right, right, straight from Brazil. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even drink when when we first started, so it's I true. We definitely, I'm, I'm the non-expert, non-booze person. I am just the one that's learning, like you all. So I, I basically am you all there here we go. in this show. There you go. I ask the questions that no one's. No one has the balls to ask. <laughs> I don't know if you want to put it that way, but sure, let's go with that. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Uh, that yeah. sounds good to me. Yeah, no, it works. That it. works. Yeah, yeah, that works. Can we put that into a, a slogan somehow? Like, you know? T-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> put it into a T-shirt. <laughs> Paula, the one that has the balls to ask. Here we go. Yeah. And on the back it says, I may or may not be a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I am a bitch. There we go. That's so true. <laughs> yeah, because like, Mark is indeed. <laughs> yes. No, but it's true. It's true. Um, my joy in life is to come and, and ask questions and make pucker faces. With and, all the and learning. <laughs> all yeah. I'm learning. As Craig would say, I am, I am definitely improving from when he first met me. There we go. It's been a good, good solid year and a, and a bit, so it's been a, an awesome journey for sure. Yeah. And what are we going to be talking about today? So today we're going to be talking about the Rum Barrel, which is a tiki classic, and it's been around for a long, long time. It does. It does sound very, very tiki. Yeah. So actually, this is one of those tiki drinks, and I'm sure uh, you can concur in this. We've talked about this in the past. You know, when you first talked about, you know, like, hey, Craig, I understand this tiki thing where like everywhere you go, it's the same name, but all the drinks are different. And so this is one of those ones exactly that where every bar has a different recipe, but the drink has the same name. Yeah. So what's your comments on that? <laughs> well. See, I think I, I fought about this a lot already, right, throughout these mo last months since I discovered that this was a thing. But now I, I think I come to terms with the fact that it's like a cheeseburger, right? Every yeah. single restaurant will have his own. Version and of a we'll, cheeseburger. We'll, yeah, make his own twist on it. So, sure. I think that's like yeah, the, one I, the analogy I gave you and you were like... <gasps> Okay, now I see what you mean. Like, yeah, everyone does have a cheeseburger, and that, yeah, everyone has a different version of their cheeseburger. Sure, sure, yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what this drink is. Everywhere you go, they have their own little spin on it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And actually, some of them, they're the secretive, very secretive. Like, it's a smuggler's cove. Even the bartenders don't even know what's actually in the drink. It's mm. one of those ones where, again, just like, the, you know, Don the Beachcomber or Trader Vic, where it's like, you know, 
rum A mixed with rum B, yeah. and ingredients, you know, one, two, and three, and uh, yeah, mix it. There you go. Who doesn't like a secret recipe? There we go. That's the best way to go. <laughs> there we go. She wants to know what's in it. She's like, I want to know exactly what's in this drink. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a secret. <laughs> so where did this drink originate from? Where did it come from? Okay, so for the most part, uh, most of my research, it seems like, again, Mr. Don the Beachcomber, who is the pioneer of Tiki, it seems to be where it starts off the whole journey of this drink. And there are some different stories that we go along the way, like when I was doing all my research. And so let's go through a couple of the ones they say that, oh yeah, I'm the one who created this drink. So the first one that I found was at Port O'Call, which is in Tucson, Arizona in the 1960s. And it was invented by a guy named Dean Short, who owned a lot of Polynesian restaurants in that region. So like we mentioned, I'm sure we mentioned before, like when Donna Beachcomber and Trader Vic opened all these restaurants, all of a sudden Tiki just exploded. Like the Polynesians, right, Mark? Just kind of just went everywhere. Yeah, there was yeah. A, every town had either a small one or many of them. Exactly, yeah. I mean, especially in Florida, you've mentioned before, like there's just so many Tiki bars yeah. in that region or in Ch California, Chicago, right? Chicago. Chicago, San Tron Francisco. Montreal had them. Vancouver had a whole bunch, apparently, one time. Exactly, yeah. So that was one of the, the ones that came up. A second one that uh, you guys can both relate to because you've both been there. Designed by the Mai Kai in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Now, the Mai Kai actually hired a mysterious bartender by the name of, I know I'm going to butcher this, so Mariano? Mariano. Mariano. Liquigini. Liquigini. That was one of your best. Liquigini in 1956. Like, you you barely butchered it. Like, <laughs> seriously, it was one of his best So I, I, like, I butchered it a little bit, but not a complete, you know, flop. No, but it, it was like any other American or, you know, Or Canadian, speaking, you know, has a going. <laughs> That's right. Trying to say an Italian name. Okay, hands up who's been to the Mai Kai. <gasps> oh, I Majority. Oh, by it. Not been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you actually have this drink when you were at the Mai Kai? Or did you have this drink when you were at the Mai Kai? I mean, you probably didn't have it. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. But yes. you, you've yeah. had this drink. It's, yeah, it's called the Barrel of Rum. Barrel of Rum. That's another name I heard actually when I was doing some research, yeah. Barrel of the Rum. Now, know, before, we, before we get into the details, yes. Uh, for those that I don't like rum, you can order something there called the Grandfather Barrel. Ah, okay. It's, it's off cool. menu. Yes. And instead of using uh, rum, they use Old Granddad Bourbon. So you, you still have alcohol in it, though. Oh, yeah. Right, okay. Yes. So if you're not a rum fan, but you want something else instead, then it's okay. You can order the grandfather. Ah. Little different flavors. I just thought you were going to say there's a virgin version of it. No. And mm. then she'd be great. I'm going to try that next time I'm there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I definitely don't like the, the taste of this one. One of the things, actually, is that Mariano actually used to be a former bartender for Don the Beachcomber. So that's why I kind of think that Don the Beachcomber kind of started the ball rolling on this, and then every restaurant itself kind of had its own version from that. And and um, this is the part that might be scary, but <laughs> can it's you like, tell us what's in this drink? And so, folks, I can guarantee to you, yes, if you don't like a boozy, very, very, very booze-forward drink, you're not going to want to make this. Or if you're like Mark, and you're like... I'm in. It's all for you. Uh -huh. By the way, we, when we were upstairs and I was making the drink, Paula noticed all the ingredients. It was like the whole counter, right? Yeah. There's a lot of ingredients. There's a in lot this. of ingredients. And and then before we started the show, Craig was like, are you, are you going to taste it? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Because I forgot. I usually taste, right? <laughs> that's right. So Mark, outside, outside Mark's, her sitting blue here, <laughs> Mark's sitting here to my left. Craig's in front of me. And I, I take a sip and... It takes me a second to realize that that's real life that's happening. <laughs> so I take another sip just to make sure that I'm, I'm my that my brain is understanding what just happened. Yeah. That the shock with the punch in my face that I took. 
<laughs> and then I swallow it. And I, I don't even have a pucker face reaction because I'm so no, like numb. I'm so numb from the burning that's happening inside of me. Yeah, I was surprised I'm by still, that. I'm still thinking, okay, where's the nearest fire hydrant? Because <laughs> I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And then I look at Mark and I'm like, do you actually like this? And he's like supping it back like, oh, God, yes. Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> And funny enough, I think that Craig had already started recording when I actually drank it. So yes. if if Craig wants to Oh do an outtake. Do an outtake <laughs> with my, be there. my reaction my immediate reactions and how I actually <laughs> it's, it's probably funny. Like <laughs> I said, saying. I I, th I think we found the cure to COVID. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, There's either, no way. Either that or new sense of new source of energy for cars. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> It's probably cheaper than petroleum and gas. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. The 151 alcohol can get pretty expensive. You know so what I mean? It's so. going to probably take two and a half hours for him to tell us everything that's in this drink because yeah. it's a lot. Yeah. But, I'll, I'll, I'll try to go through this recipe real quick as but, I can. Yeah. Let's try not to interrupt him then because okay. this is going to be a long one. Well, actually, we can do a couple recipes. So it's even going to get even longer. Here we go. <laughs> and I'm fine because I have a. Blue Hawaiian. What size is this? That is a like one liter blue Hawaiian. I like. have, yes. Craig made <laughs> oh me. Oh my God. <laughs> I learned from his brother in law to drink. <laughs> oh, that's going to be a wheelbarrow of rum to get you out of here oh, after yeah. that. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Um, what's in mason jar? Mason jar, but yeah. it's a giant so it's like mason a jar. It's a giant yeah. one liter <laughs> mason jar of blue Hawaiian. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Exactly. Craig. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, actually, what she's talking about, uh, when she talks to my, my brother-in-law, we actually had the Tiki Central Party this weekend there, and uh, yeah, we had quite a good time, even though it rained. It sucked that it rained, but uh, we Every time. I know. Every time we have a party, it rains. I still I haven't really it. got the Tiki Party experience from this house. Yeah, we definitely need to make sure we have another one with the Tiki Bar as the bar. Yes. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But uh, no, we had a good time. I think we made a lot of drinks. I know I was making a lot of drinks. Holy moly. Uh, but, yeah, but it's fun. I always love doing that anyway. Okay, so let's go through a couple of recipes. So the first one we're going to do is Dawn the Beachcomber one. And uh, it's funny because when I try to research for the Dawn the Beachcomber one, there's people like, oh, yeah, this is the Dawn Beachcomber recipe, but it had a different ingredients in it. So I'm like, okay, I had to go back and really do some deep research. Which one did you do? Find. What's that? Which one did you make I did the Dawn the Beachcomber one. Yeah, I'm actually made, this is the one we're drinking, which is the Dawn the Beachcomber one. Okay, so we're going to do two ounces of Bacardi Light Rum, and uh, just any light, light, light rum will do for that. Uh, two ounces of the Overproof Rum, and for that one I actually used uh, 151 Gosling Rum uh, from Bermuda, so it's pretty good. One ounce of orange juice, one ounce of pineapple juice, one ounce of grapefruit juice. So yes, there's a lot of stuff in this. Uh, three quarters of an ounce of lime juice. A half ounce of honey syrup, so that's basically honey and water combined together, we could talk about with simple syrup. A quarter ounce of grenadine, one of your ingredients you always ask about. A quarter ounce of pimento dram. A quarter ounce of fleurum. So if you don't have an access to fleurum, because if you're especially in Canada, you don't have access to fleurum. On, excuse me, I think it's episode like 17 or 18 on our recipes, on our recipe page, there is a recipe for making fleurum. It is a process, so yes, uh, take your time. Uh, one sixth of an ounce of absence, and please do use that lightly. Uh, it's one of those ingredients where we talked about before. If you put in too much, you will have an issue where if you just drop or two at a time, it's probably the better way to go. And a dash of bitters. Whew. That is a handful and a half. 
And upstairs in our kitchen, that was a full counter. <laughs> it's like, and do you now <laughs> see the amount of booze in it? Yes. Yeah, uh, let's see. We had two ounces, four ounces, and then the pimento drams get a little bit of alcohol in there. So you're probably looking at about four and a half ounces of alcohol. I mean, you're sleeping over here, right, Mark? <laughs> I'm sleeping right there. <laughs> He's gonna get a couch here in the studio. <laughs> they have a couch here in the studio. They're gonna be fighting over who's getting the couch. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know. So that's a lot of ingredients. Do you yes. shake it? Do you stir it? Or all we're going to do is we're going to blend it. Oh. We don't get it very often, but yeah. we are going to blend it. So what you can do is you can take uh, all those ingredients and a half a cup of crushed ice. And yes, I pre-crushed my ice for uh, Paula and Norma so that I didn't interrupt their conversations. He's such a sweet man. Because <laughs> we had a, cause this is a situation where I was trying to bang uh, my ice bag. And Norma... This is years ago. Uh, like no. a year ago. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, yeah, when we first met. So... I'm basically trying to, you know, crush my ice in an ice bag, and Paula and Norma having a conversation, and both of them stopped talking and gave me this look of death. Like, hey, we're talking over here. Can you bang that somewhere else? <laughs> so now I bang my, I bang my ice in the garage. Really? <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you just bang it while we were out for dinner? <laughs> well, I did it actually in the garage while you're out for dinner. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. Well, it's also good floor to Even for the dog. There we go. I even made sure the dog didn't even hear. There you go. <laughs> like, yeah. Isn't he a sweet man? Yeah. There we go. So yeah, so you're going to blend that with a half cup of crushed ice and then pour all of that into a rum barrel. Um, glass if you got one. If you don't, we guess we did ours in tiki mugs. But something that's going to hold about... I don't know what's that, about 16 ounces, you figure, Mark, yeah. around there a somewhere? Large, a larger mug. A larger mug, yeah. Not not a small little rocks yeah. glass. Or, or a mason a jar. <laughs> probably like a hurricane glass would probably be the next thing I'd probably suggest yeah. from there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, and, and, and this is the recipe you made for us, right? That's the Donna Beachcomber one I made, yes. Okay, so maybe, guys, the second one is less worse. <laughs> let's, let's hear it. <laughs> okay, so the second one actually is the Steve Crane's recipe. Uh, Mark, would you like to explain who Steve Crane is? Steve Crane was the uh, other of the, uh, we'll call it the Troika of um, Don the Beachcomber and uh, Trader Vic and Steve Crane. He had the Luau in Hollywood mm -hmm. in Beverly Hills. All the famous people went it. And they expanded into the Contiki chain that was all over. There was one in Montreal. They're, they were all over the place. And uh, the Luau had a, a huge menu with Huge everything. It was uh, right, he, right. He was also noted for being the uh, husband of Lana Turner. Ah, there you go. Yes, because he, if I remember correctly, reading the story about him is that he always made himself sound bigger than he actually was. Yeah. Like, he, even when she met him, she's like, "Oh my god, this guy's like a celebrity," and he was really like nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he basically painted a picture that was way bigger than himself. Okay. Well, there you go. So this is a Steve Crane recipe of the rum barrel. So it's going to be two ounces of dark Jamaican rum. Uh, two ounces of white Puerto Rican rum. That could be Bacardi, of course. Six drops of Pernod. Now, that's one of those ones. Take it one drop at a time, folks. Three drops of almond extract. I like that. That's a good one. Uh, three quarters of an ounce of lime juice. Three quarters of an ounce of orange juice. Three quarters of an ounce of grapefruit juice. Three quarters of an ounce of pineapple juice. A lot of juices there. Woo. Yeah. Uh, half an ounce of passion fruit syrup. And yes, that's syrup. Now, you can put juice in there if you want to. I mean, really, it's not going to be that much difference in the texture. A half ounce of honey syrup, which we talked about before, honey and water combined, and a dash of bitters. Whew, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. This is when it's handy to have one of those three-quarter ounce jiggers. Exactly. <laughs> to see orange juice, grapefruit juice, pineapple juice, everything juice. What else we got in the fridge? Yeah. You know what I mean? Just open the fridge. We'll put everything in there. Okay. It's like a stew. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. The tiki stew. <laughs> so do you shake this one, stir it, or the same as last time? So we're going to blend this one too. Nice. Yes. With a half cup of crushed ice, which is made in the garage, away from everybody else. 
And uh, yeah, so yes, yeah, so you're gonna blend that for uh, about five seconds with half a cup of crushed ice. And do you garnish these? So the garnish on both of these would be a spiral cut orange peel, and that will be on the picture on the website for sure. And like I said, both of them went into either a rum barrel mug or, like I said, a hurricane glass would probably be the next uh, size up from that. If you don't have those things, uh, we actually just use tiki mugs. I actually had a couple lying around. So let me we, see uh, your tiki mugs. Yeah, so hand yeah, see. Uh, but the skull you're, and crossbones. You recognize this one? That's well, you should because uh, guess Disney. who gave me that one? It's Disney. No, oh, that that Justin gave you. That's the one that Justin gave. Ah, you. Ah, I yeah. do recognize it. Mm-hmm. It's the guys running from the, the lava. Run from the lava. <laughs> Run from the lava. All right. So, what did you guys think of the drink? I mean, I'll see. Um, you know, Paula's put her two cents into that one. Well, if you if you want to insert what I thought of the drink <clears throat> yeah. in in previously, this in this part, you can previously recorded. Yes. <laughs> it's like a. So, Mark, what do you think of the drink? Well, the rum barrel is uh, one of my faves. So, and, of course, and you've done it very well. Thank <laughs> Why you. is that so unexpected? <laughs> you don't really like the taste of stuff. You just, you just want the booze. Well, no, nah, yeah, okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I tried to tried to politician my way out of that. But no, no, no. <laughs> Thank you, Mark, yeah, you for go. being realistic <laughs> with me. There we go. Yeah. But no, but wait, wait, wait. It my is- first reaction was to ask him, "Do you actually like this?" Because I felt like I was being tortured <laughs> by drinking it. Like I, I thought, okay, someone is, has a gun in my head, and I'm and I'm drinking this at gunpoint. And I, I said, does anyone voluntarily drink this? And he's now saying it's one of his favorites. So I'm definitely in the wrong show. That's all I can gather. Now wait, wait. In Mark's defense, he loves sour. I know that for sure because it actually does have sour in there because it's got lime juice and grapefruit juice and stuff like that. He can't possibly. Taste sour in that thing. Oh, yeah. It's all burn. Well, I told you the stuff I tasted in it. Yeah, that's true. So, okay, what taste? Yeah. What, what taste actually for you, Mark? What which ones come out? Like which come forward to you? And well, the grapefruit and the citrus, very okay. much so. But yeah. you, you already knew though that they were there. No, no, but I mean, I'm just. I'm I like, didn't see it make cer- the drink. Certain, certain things actually come out. Like when you. Well, oh, I know it's going to be in a yeah. rum barrel. Yeah. Usual. Yeah, right? but they're very different. Like this one and the other one. Yeah, like the first one got uh, got my list there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. completely lost right now. <laughs> yeah, it's got, well, the other thing, one of the things you really notice is the uh, pimento dram. Yeah. And that is a, a marvelous flavor. I don't the, know what the fav of flavor is of that alone, I think. Well, we'll have to make it. And you drink. bought it. Yeah. I, did I open it before I gave it <laughs> yeah, to you? Yeah, <laughs> Dumbass. That's the allspice dram. Oh, so, you yeah. bought it. You bought <laughs> it. Yeah, sure. So that means I know the so, taste. <laughs> well, you know, one day we'll make you drink one with allspice, like a, a simple drink. Okay. Like a daiquiri with... Um, with the allspice dram and the daiquiri without it. Without it, yeah. And you'll okay. see, oh, that's an amazing. Uh, exactly. Splash yeah. of flavor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's got the nice Caribbean spices to it, and it's like, mmm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, you notice all that. Okay. And it's not just rum. So, so maybe I didn't like it for lack of knowledge? No, you didn't like it because of the it's amount of rum. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> too much booze in there for her, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Seriously, like, I could barely function. While well, maybe <laughs> if it had just, like, like, a third of the amount of rum in it, you would probably, like, you'd probably notice all the flavors. Yeah, maybe maybe one day you can make this for the me. Virgin size with of that. Just uh, white rum, right? Yeah, you know, like yeah. the the two dashes yeah. of or, or the yeah. Two so that way, all the flavors would come forward. Yeah, because then exactly, I would get yeah. to notice everything else. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I think like through time. I mean, Mark can probably confer because like, like when I first did drink, I mean, drink tiki drinks, I probably couldn't separate the stuff that I do now. It just through time, my palate got more and more developed. Yeah, mine definitely isn't. That's yeah. a fact. Like yeah, I think sure. the the one year that I've been into this. 
Hey, you're doing pretty good. Enough. You went from like, I never drank alcohol in my life, Craig. And I to, didn't. And I didn't. I know. It wasn't until like, now it's like, man, that hit me good. <laughs> <laughs> I've been tasting And just is like, are you coming home soon? Wink, <laughs> wink. <laughs> Poor thing. I think he, he only- He loves it. He I think me. he only realizes the, the danger I- like I'm in every time I go home after these shows <laughs> by the time he listens to them. <laughs> like, he's so, like, wait a minute. Two weeks now. later. Yeah. Two weeks later. He's like, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Drinks, how many drinks did you have? How did you get home? <laughs> <laughs> What's this one liter m- m- mason jar you talk about? <laughs> well, thankfully he was here at the party. So he saw, he knows what it looks like. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's true. He's going to know what it's going to be like. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Mark's Adventures. Hey. Ooh, where, where to? All right, Mark. So, yes, we're on a new adventure. So, what bar are we talking about today? Today, we're talking about the Shameful Tiki in Toronto. Ah, it's so, called Shameful? Shameful? Shameful Tiki. That's cool. Yeah. That's a cool name. I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, if I can tell you where you got the name, if. Yes, let's I guess that's a question. Uh, the, you know. the um the original owner for the one in Vancouver, which we'll get to in a second. Yes. He had an online clothing store that he called the Shameful Tiki. Oh, okay. So it came from actually a clothesline store. Yeah. Interesting. So he he started off in clothes and worked his way to bartending, I yeah. guess. So yeah, he, yeah. Bartending. <laughs> well, he did everything. Interesting transition. <laughs> okay. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh so where in Toronto exactly is this located? Yeah, well it's in the uh, the west end of Toronto in uh, Queen Street West. I thought we'd, you know, with the travel instructions in place, we could stay close to home, as it were, and uh, talk about place that you and I, Craig, have both visited. And uh, it's at uh, 1370, uh, 1378 Queen Street West. Uh, It's a really eclectic part of Toronto. I love it. It's all kinds of really cool uh, shops, and it's got all kinds of ethnic food places. So I I have a question to that, because Donnie Beachcomber and Trader Vic, when they made the restaurants, they made sure that the local people, like the people that were not rich or not even in in mid, say, middle class, like the poor class, other words, Mm -hmm. the the common working guy, they always made sure their locations were somewhere near their work or on the way to work. So is this the same thing with these neighborhoods that they're in? Are they like basically the common people kind of level of... uh, you yeah, would, very you'd, much you'd so. Say of income, very much so. Yeah. Okay. So they see the same. They follow the same kind of pattern then. Yeah, they're very like they're, they're they're no chain stores. They're all mom and pop stores, in both the Vancouver one and the Toronto one. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, cool. So which one opened first between the two of them? Well, the original Shameful was in Vancouver and was opened by a gentleman by the name of Rod Moore back in 2013. Rod ran the local bartending supply shop. Oh, okay. And then he found the tiki pop culture extremely addictive. And he always dreamed of opening a place, and then he did so. Who, who doesn't find Tiki addictive? Yeah, I know. It's, it's just like, what? Yeah, and uh, yeah, he's actually in a band. Me? And, yeah. yeah, you do. Wait a minute, you're on the Tiki show. It's not oh, addictive, have, though. Sure it is. You want to know more about drinks, and you want to know more about different places. I do. You probably learned a lot from this show. Come on now. You got to sure, I Yes, I do. But it's not like I'm running around looking for it yet. <laughs> yet? Give it time. <laughs> I said yet. I said yet. <laughs> there you go. Okay, yeah. There you go. So, so uh, yeah, so the, when did the Toronto one open? So, we'd obviously, okay. the Vancouver opened at that time. So, what so, did... So, the Vancouver one was doing very well. Yes. And then he wanted to expand, and he partnered up with Alana Nuduega. Okay, wow. Yeah, Alana, who's there all the time, uh, was working at the very popular Harbord Room in Toronto. And they were known for their really famous burgers yeah. and celebrities coming by and dropping in. But it was also one of the early flagships for craft cocktails in Toronto. 
Oh, wow. Okay. So a lot of the local uh, bartenders, they'd have little courses there and little get togethers and this that's kind of nice. stuff. So that's where Alana came from. Wow. Alana, that's a person. That partnered with Rod oh, for, cool. for the shameful. Okay. For the void in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And so, the, so they used the same tiki detail that he did in the Vancouver one. Right. And the shameful opened in November, 2015. 2015. Nice. Are these um, tiki bars more uh new age or like are they the old school type thing yeah they're the old school dark ambience you walk in complete escapism uh there's no white walls very busy they got the uh tap of cloth they have the bamboo absolutely everywhere so kind of like the the mike eyes little bar in front exactly okay there's no tv screens exotic and surf music uh there's even a little tiny area that's where they have events and everything and it's called christian's hut mm-hmm. and as our loyal listeners remember uh, from previous show, there was a name, that was the name of a temporary bar built by that famous Hollywood actor. <gasps> Claude Gable. Hey! <laughs> and, this uh, was not rehearsed, people. <laughs> oh, no, that's awesome. I love it. And serves as a stage and an event area. And um, See, I'm a loyal listener. I remembered. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. you go. It holds about 70 people and uh, some evenings there's lineup and reservations can be done online as there is no phone. And, uh, no phone. Oh yeah. my God. And they have a few events. They've had, uh, that's very millennial of them. Yeah. They do. It's nice. <laughs> very cool. Like, Complete escapism. You're there. They got all kinds of good stuff there. It's awesome. Cool. So what, uh, what drinks did you try out or which ones did you like that you, you, when you were there? Well, they're all great. Everyone I had was amazing. Yeah. Uh, they have all the handmade syrups, fresh juices, as you kind of expect now from a modern tiki bar. I really liked the rum barrel. Yeah. Of course. Of course you yeah. did. Frankie's special was kind of neat, and the Volcano Bowl. you got to have a Volcano Bowl when you're there. Now, do you have any ideas what's in the Volcano Bowl? I'm just kind of curious. Um, it tasted like a scorpion bowl. Okay. But there's no recipe for it. Ah, okay. So, it's oh, see, secret recipe. Yeah. Ah, okay. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, because we actually we had the scorpion bowl at the Tiki Central Party. Yeah. We just had this, this past weekend yeah. there, so it was pretty cool. Uh, Linda really liked the bowl, actually. Probably, <laughs> probably more than I was sitting there nattering with the bartenders and my bowl suddenly disappeared. Like somebody Whoa. did that at yours, didn't they? <laughs> yes, they did. That was hilarious. Who was it? Was that Doug or was that your? No, that was Dave. Yeah. Oh my so God. Well, it's the picture. If you see the Tiki Central, it's the guy with the concave uh, the cheeks. Cheeks. Cause he's sucking it back as we're taking the picture. <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious. We're taking a picture and we're all obviously involved in it. And uh, so it's funny because I'm like, oh, here's. <laughs> I look over <laughs> Dave's cheeks are encaved and he's like, he's sucking back the entire drink as we're taking the picture. <laughs> it's yeah. like, okay, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. I will, I will check right now because I did not know. Yeah, notice. it was totally funny. I'm yeah. like, dude, like, he's like, what? Yeah. Well, no, we're supposed to drink it. I'm like, I know. <laughs> oh my God. Well, it's Linda, a drink for like six or seven people. <laughs> yeah. Linda had kind of the same experience with the Volcano Bowl because I sit there uh, talking. And I turn around and I see the straw in her mouth. And I turn around and I turn back. Gone. The straw in the mouth. And it's just like, could I get some water over here? For just, 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 just a <laughs> little bit. Just she's a little girl. She's yeah, going yeah, yeah. to pass out over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, and, my uh, God. And yes, Paula, they have a blue Hawaii on the menu. Oh, there you, go. there you go. I wonder if it's going to taste anything like Craig's. I don't know. We'll I don't have, know. We'll, we'll have, have to, to bring a uh, little thermos of Craig's in it. Yeah, we'll have to sneak one in and yeah. see. Okay, so please order Hawaiian and see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Very like cool. and like I we've went gone on and on ad nauseum. Uh Ontario is such a horrible place to actually get varieties of rum and varieties of liquors, yeah. like not even a regular orange curacao. Yeah. Right? That kind of thing. And for them to have such a great variety of drinks and excellent drinks here in Ontario with this limited supply is even more amazing. 
Yeah, because LCBO is pretty restricted to what they can get. Yeah. yeah. So, Craig, you were the the, uh, the shameful. What was your experience? Yeah, so I went, I think it was three years ago. I think it was like three years ago. And so, um, and the funny story is that, so we, yeah, we, we walk right by it. So yes, it actually has a front to it where you literally don't even recognize it. It has a, has a white wall with a white door. Uh, I think when I went there, I had a black door and literally there was not a symbol, not a sign or nothing. It's literally like almost like a speakeasy kind of bar. And so, uh, we finally walked back and realized by the number, the street number that we were at the right place. So we opened up the door and it's all well lit. I'm like, oh my God, this is like, you know, completely different than I thought. And they're like... No, folks, we don't open for five more minutes. So then we, you know, okay, we go leave and we come back and like 10 minutes later and it's pitch dark, like black. And you can't see outside, like we said. You have to go through this velvet curtain to get actually inside the bar. Um, and then it was cool because they had color lights, so like kind of like highlighting everything. Um, but the drinks were amazing. So the first thing, of course, I ordered was a Mai Tai. I mean, I'm just like Mark here. But the cool thing was the Mai Tai came and it had the, the, uh, the lime... Uh, boat in it and it was actually on fire they put 151 in there of course and she put the cinnamon on there and it just sparked flues everywhere and i was like oh my god i'm in heaven <laughs> um yeah <and> so, <laughs> flues heaven. yeah yeah the drinks were good i mean we actually had some food there too we, we were lunchtime for us so we basically had uh some burgers and i think i can't remember what i had but uh that, that's one question i was gonna ask how about the food there uh the food is really good they have actually a pretty big menu for a very small place. Okay. Exactly. And so, and the, and the surprising thing actually is they do actually have none, like, you know, you, th you think tiki, you think like, you know, Polynesian and Asian food and, you know, all that stuff and Oriental stuff. And they actually, no, they do have things like burgers because, you know, our son doesn't eat anything fancy. So he had a burger fries. I can't remember what I had. Like I said, I had something chick with chicken sort of stir fry kind of thing. Wait, you let, you, you brought a child there? We brought Diego. He's not a child. Oh. <laughs> it's like, it's <laughs> like hello. Go. Yeah. It's like, he's like 18 years old at the time. Okay. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I mean, and of course I bought a menu. I like Mark. I bought a menu and brought it home. So, uh, that will be on, you know, to Tiki Ventures for sure for Mark there. Wait, so each one of you has a menu? Yeah. yeah. He's got one. I got oh, one. They're okay. both from different years. He got a yeah. newer one. I got a newer one. I got an older one. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's quite the experience. Like I said, if you're walking by it, uh, please use your GPS because you will bypass it completely. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have any front to it. doesn't have any signs to it. So, uh, but yeah, amazing experience there. Um, even in the bathrooms and stuff like that, it's all bamboo wall. What do you call that cloth you were talking about all the time? Oh, the tapa cloth. Tapa cloth everywhere. It's just, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so for the food, make sure you get the poo-poo platter because that's what you have to get at every tiki bar. Uh, the crab rangoon, which is the uh, deep fried wontons with crab inside. Wait, wait. I'm, What's a poo-poo platter? I paused, I paused at poo-poo platter. See, you paused at poo-poo platter? Yeah. Poo-poo platter goes back right to the 50s. And what it is, it's from the Chinese type restaurants. And you have one of those big serving bowls with a something usually flaming in the middle just to make it harder to carry for the waiters. And uh, it's got segmented areas and it has different types of food. Like you'll have little mini egg rolls over there. You have the crab rangoon. You have some meatballs or some chicken wings. So it's it's like a little tiny smorgasbord. Okay. Of little uh, finger foods. Okay. And so that's called a poo-poo platter. Poo-poo. Poo-poo. Yeah. I remember okay. having my first poo-poo platter when I was like six years old. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm almost 40 and never had one. Well, there we go. Me too. Ditto. <laughs> you know, yeah. So you should get that. The crab rangoon. You're not almost 40. Come uh, on. Okay. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Going backwards. <laughs> sure. If you, yeah. I know. I'm almost 40. I just like to tell you how many times I'm almost 40. Okay. Uh -huh. Here we go. Uh -huh. 
And you should also get the chorizo meatballs. Ooh, chorizo, uh, see. With uh, the huli huli sauce. Huli huli. Huli Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it well, sounds amazing. Okay. Uh, I have a did you know at the end for that. Oh, I did not. There you <laughs> Unless you want me to do it now. Was Paula, Julio, Julio Iglesias was the one that made okay. the Holy Holy? Uh, nope. Oh. I'll do it right now. Here we go. Okay. Here go. Did you know? <gasps> I, I did, did not. not. Holy Holy sauce is a Hawaiian sweet soy sauce mixture. It's got like ketchup and brown Hawaiian, sugar. Hawaiian, you said? Hawaiian. Okay. Right? And uh, it's brown sugar and soy sauce and all kinds of good stuff in there. And it got its name from roadside chicken barbecue grills of Ernest Morgado and Mike Asagi in 1954. Wow. wow. Holy chick- moly. The chickens were over these large barbecue beds and they had these long, long skewers of multiple chickens. Huh. And then the people in the, the the people overlooking the thing would say when it's time to turn and baste with this huli huli sauce, right? It wasn't called huli huli then. It was just called the sauce. <laughs> it's uh, like a sauce. <laughs> yeah. Uh, huli is the uh, Hawaiian term for turn. Okay. So oh. the onlookers would go huli and the uh, the eyes would go huli and they turn the chickens. Oh. So, ah. it, so, it became, so it's the turn turn sauce. It's turn turn sauce. It's a turn turn sauce. That's yeah. fun. That's yeah. a nice. Did you know? Yeah. And, I like uh, that. So he ended up um, uh, putting in bottles and you could buy it for the longest time. And then I guess he finally passed and there's a secret recipe. No one knows the actual recipe, but a lot uh, well, of, of course, the, like Tiki. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the <laughs> island, a lot of the islanders uh, have their own and I got a recipe when I was there. And, oh, very and cool. did it work? Oh yeah. It's beautiful. Fabulous. He's going to have to make it for us sometime. Yeah. There we go. Now <laughs> I want to try it. There you go. Huli huli sauce. There you go. Huli huli sauce. All is, right, it, so. is it spicy? No, no. It's a, it's like a teriyaki sauce, but not. you don't use as much uh, soy sauce because you have the uh, the pineapple juice in there. Okay. One thing scares me, though. Like, how are these bars doing, like, once after this shit show that has been COVID? Yeah. Well, that area of uh, the West End, actually, one of the bars, which is a really good bar just down the street from the Shameful, closed. <gasps> It was called uh, Pretty Ugly. That's shameful. Yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> and uh, Pretty Ugly was a great bar. Anyway, but it's gone. They locked the doors. Pretty Ugly? Yeah, it was the name of the bar. Oh. Actually, had two bars, one at the front and one at the back. W- one's pretty and one's ugly? No, no. They were just pretty ugly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's gone. Sad face. Oh. oh. Yeah. Anyway, to get through the dark days, they were selling pre-mixed drinks without the alcohol. Okay. Right? So you'd go in there and pay... 10 bucks for like a mason jar full of uh, you mean one Mai of, Tai. Whatever. One of Paula's oh. mason jars? Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that kind of thing. And they were actually selling Jamaican patties on the street. So they're selling takeout food and they were selling that and the, the pre-mixed drinks. So they came up with all kinds of smart ideas uh, to help out during the thing. And uh, and they also have their own tiki mugs. They got people to buy a bunch of tiki mugs continuously if they could and that kind of stuff. And um, soon the shameful actually be selling their own syrups too. So that's kind of exciting. Cool. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm guessing they did okay because uh, they just announced I saw on Lana on Facebook and then led me to another place. And they're actually looking for people to expand. Nice. So you should go to the shameful. Okay. It is uh, listed as the top 20 bars in Canada. Nice. It's in the top five in Toronto. Okay. Which is pretty awesome. good. Awesome. And it was listed as an honoree at the 2020 Tales of the Cocktail. Uh, for Canadian for best international high volume cocktail. Bar. Have you ever and been to the big, Vancouver one? That's a big thing. Why? Yes, I have. Which one's better, Vancouver or Toronto? Oh, one? that's like trying to decide which child is better. No, it's <laughs> not. <laughs> the Toronto one's better because Atlanta's nicer than Rod. Yeah, they'll say that out on radio. Uh oh. <laughs> no. Um, I would say Toronto's nicer because it's closer. 
Okay, you, but you they, they look it, exactly yeah. the same? Like everybody's... Yeah, they're both, they're very, very similar. Okay. You really can't tell a lot. Of, the only thing the Vancouver one has over the Toronto one, the Vancouver one has more live entertainment than the Toronto one okay. does. Yeah, so there's another bar of uh, Mark's Tiki Adventures, and we'll have all that information on Mark's page for you guys, including the menu. Um, I guess we'll put on, I'm not quite sure what menu, we'll have to figure out what menu we're putting on here, because they're both the same menu, <laughs> but the different prices. Oh, do you have a scanner? Did mine have, did mine have the better price of the two? Uh, or did yours have the better has, price? Mine, your have the, yours has the newer price. So is it more expensive? Yes. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I guess we had to put mine on then, because then it's more realistic, right? I mean, you know. People can be like, well, wait a minute now. It's $5 and it says $8 now. Did you know? Never. I never know any of this. So just tell me. <laughs> you never know. You might know this stuff. There we go. Okay. Since we're talking about cocktails, uh, I figured that maybe we should talk about Cocktail the Movie. And some cool facts about Cocktail the Movie. Cocktail, and yes, Tom Cruise's Cocktail? Tom Cruise's Cocktail. And yes, I'm a bartender. I've seen this movie a hundred times. I know. Every person has, Craig, I know you're a bartender. I'm sure you've seen cocktail. I'm like, yes, I've seen cocktail. Now, do you throw the bottles around like he does? No, I don't do the flare. Why? Well, first of all, it takes a, like thousands of hours of practice. Um, I do have a flare bottle, though. I do actually have one here, a practice bottle. I haven't, I've used it a lot, but uh, here and there, I've, I've tossed it around. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm too busy making the drinks. I don't have time to toss it around. So, so I have a question. <laughs> if somebody's flaring at work yeah. and they break a bottle, who pays for it? Um, depends on the bar. Okay. Yeah. So I actually was in Chicago and as in Chicago, we did go to some bars that did have flair, uh, TGIF, which is a very famous, um, restaurant in the States that actually has flair competitions, like national flair competitions. And, uh, yeah. So those, those guys, yeah, if they break the bottle, then basically kind of TGIF kind of picks up the tab. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. I mean, obviously if you keep breaking more and more, then it'd be like, okay, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I mean, if you break one out of, out of you know. A year or something, like, okay, we, you know, it's fine. Whatever, yeah. So let's go through some cool facts about Cocktail, the movie. So Tom Cruise and Brian uh, Brown, that's the old man, the Irish old man that's in the movie, had actually had to go to Flair Bartending School for the movie. And it was taught by John Bandy, um, who actually became the consultant for the movie. So they actually did have to go and learn how to do Flair. Um, and yes, they obviously broke a couple bottles along the way. So yes, it's like what you see on film. People do break bottles. It does happen. Like Mark just asked, it does happen. Yes, you can break bottles and that happens. So Cocktail was written by Haywood Gould, who actually was a bartender uh, to kind of get through being, you know, he wanted to be a writer. And so he was struggling. And so, of course, you know, act, like actors and writers and all these guys down there, they become bartenders or servers in, in the industry. And so uh, the character that Tom actually Cruz plays in the book is actually 38 years old and kind of washed up and done. And so when he wrote the screenplay, he actually had to fight with the studio because they wanted Tom Cruise. And he's like, no, no, the character's supposed to be like, like the older man that's in the movie, the Brian Brown character. And so they fought with him and basically he was, he lost the battle. Cause they're like, no, listen, if you want to do this movie, we're bringing in Tom Cruise. That's, this is, that's all it's going to be about. And so Tom's character, uh, Brian, Actually, so you know, remember we talked about uh, about uh, Sex and the City, how those people were not the original characters, like Mr. Big and stuff like this. Yeah. So Tom's character originally wasn't offered to him; it was actually offered to Robin Williams, which I could sort of not see because <laughs> he'd be like you know fumbling around and joking around, whatever. Um, Tom Hanks, I think that's too serious. Uh, Bill Murray, okay, I could see that. 
you know, okay. smoking a cigarette, tossing bottles. Keanu Reeves also, and I can't see that either. I mean, I guess if he could do Matrix <laughs> with the bottles. <laughs> oh no, he's hot enough. I know, but it just you know the character. Well, he does the uh, the gunplay really well. I mean, one of the guys that's training him for uh, uh, the latest round of movies, there, the John, John Wick, Wick movies. movies. Yeah. He says uh, he's really good at this. Like, oh, Keanu uh, Reeves, like when he does any movie, he's hardcore. Yeah. Like what he did to Matrix, he had to do all these like different kinds of jujitsu and karate and things like this. Same as Tom Cruise, though. Oh no, Tom Cruise is exactly. He's like whatever he does. Like Tom Cruise is one of those people like you think. Oh yeah, that's a stuntman. No, that's no, no. Tom Cruise. Justin was showing <laughs> me yesterday for for his new upcoming movie, the 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 one seven. Yeah, he rides the motorcycle until the end of like this um drop, like it finishes. Yeah. And then he literally opens the parachute himself. This is all him. Oh, yeah. Like, so cool. This guy really, really used Hollywood in a great way to, like, seize all his crazy desires in life. And I think that's awesome for him. But you imagine being the director? Because the insurance policy on him must be insane. You know what I mean? Like, hey, yeah. Tom, if you're going to do your own stunts, we need to insure you first. <laughs> yeah, but he chooses to And it's going to be, like, a $5 them, million right? insurance policy on you. because That's, that's like, it? Well, I mean, I'm just, I, I mean, just saying as a, as a, as a you know. Yeah, I would think it would yeah, be like 50, not five. Well, yeah. Well, these guys would put up so much money for the yeah. movie and then suddenly you the know, main actor goes hurt. off a cliff. Woo. <laughs> he sure well, did go off the, the cliff. The movie's done now. We, uh, we have to bring in somebody else now. <laughs> I hope somebody got that on film. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, we did one take of it. Okay. Well, we got it on film. It's good. See, if I, if I were one of those directors, I would film the whole thing and then I would do the, the stunts in the end. Cause then if anything goes wrong. Yeah. The movie's already filmed, yeah. and he can put a stunt You're to so do mean. the stunt. So mean. So, no, okay. So, actually, he, so she just mentioned a, a thing is fact, and it's really funny. So, we all seen Die Hard, right? And so, you know, the evil character, and I can't remember his name for the life of me. It's going to come to me in a second here. Anyways, the main actor that was the villain in the, in the movie, there's one part there, obviously, at the, hand, at the end where he falls down to his death, right? And anyway, so when he actually, I saw an interview with him, and what they did is they actually, they did shoot that shot last. And he almost wondered, he, says, he said as a joke, he's like, I was almost wondering, like, just in case I hurt myself, I guess they figured, well, well the movie's already filmed, and we got the shot, exactly. so we're all good to go. And so... When he's falling and you see him like that shock look at his face because he's falling down in you know in the movie, it's real. So what they did is when they hang, they had him on a, on a rope, three stories up, and there was obviously an airbag in below and whatever. And then they had uh, that person, I guess, uh, uh, whatever regular person, just hold his hand, and then it's okay on three. He's gonna let go, and the rope's gonna let go of the tension, and you're gonna fall right like slowly. So they on purpose did it after one. So it was like okay on a count of three. One and then they let it go, and so that reaction you see is actually him freaking out, like "Oh my god, good!" <laughs> they caught it on film. That's exactly what I do when I don't read the script. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So that my reactions are exactly like. Yeah. Did you see my email? What I said though in the email. You sent an email. Oh, <laughs> in the email when I sent the script, I actually said, "I know Paul is not going to read this, but I thought you know." Just in case. I know. I showed, I showed Norma. I saw it. I saw it when we were having dinner. <laughs> I was like, well, you never know. She might think. Because if I didn't send it, you'd be like, okay, what's going on? Why is the script not coming in? And we're not doing I would the show. Not what's have going noticed. on? Don't worry. <laughs> I really would not have noticed. <laughs> All right. So another cool fact about the movie is Elizabeth Shue, same thing with her character, which is Jordan, was first offered to, here's the list. So Jennifer Grey, eh. who did, you know, Dirty Dancing. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, Jodie Foster. Uh, I think that's just too mm -hmm. serious. Uh, Demi Moore. Maybe. That would be interesting. That could be cool. 
And then Molly uh, Ringwald. Actually, I don't know who that is. The redhead from like, you know, Breakfast Club. Oh, I figured that would be so, who yeah, that was. She actually turned it down. She actually turned down the movie and okay. then eventually Elizabeth became... Okay, the first thing I learned from this is these people must have a lot of money to be able to turn down major Hollywood roles. Right, yeah, but just because they be, you, never, you never know if that movie's going to be successful or not. You yeah. really don't. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. You get paid. Oh, I know. Still. No, I know. But, you know. All right, so there's some cool facts about uh, Cocktail. And uh, so we're going to go on to a different segment that we've never had. Kind of, well, we've had this before, me and Cam, way back in the first year. Cautionary Tales. And so on our newsletter, um, if you haven't uh, subscribed to the newsletter, by the way, go onto our subscribe page. You can subscribe to our monthly newsletter. And uh, so on the newsletter, we had a cautionary tale contest. And what it was is that you had to tell us one of your cautionary tales, something that you did, you know, drinking and kind of went the wrong way and you kind of learned a lesson from it. And you're like, oh my God, I'm never going to do that again. And so the cautionary tale winner is Joanne. And so Mark is going to read Joanne's cautionary tale. Yeah. Okay. Joanne writes, in the summer, we invited a few friends over for a backyard barbecue. Supper was absolutely delicious. And then came time for the pièce de résistance. The guys stayed outside and the girls came in to watch me make banana foster for the first time. Essentially, this fabulous dessert consists of bananas sautéed in a gooey sauce of caramelized sugar and rum, served over ice cream and then lit, flambéed. I told the ladies that the experts always recommend you try the rum to make sure it's good quality. We had just a few sips and that's all it took. We started giggling and preparing the recipe. When it came time to flambéing the bananas, we heard the screeching sound of a fire alarm. In a panic, one of the guys outside saw flames coming from inside and immediately called the fire department. <laughs> <laughs> we laughed, letting the guys know there was no fire, just an amazing dessert called Banana Foster being prepared by us. There we go. Awesome. That was a good story. I love it. Yeah, it was awesome. Good job. Good the job. cautionary tale. Don't ever do that one again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, oh, geez. So that is our, that's the cautionary tale. So just let you guys know, we actually have a new newsletter out there. And on the bottom of that, you just basically go to the cautionary tale contest, click the link, tell us your cautionary tale. And yes, you can be anonymous. Don't worry about it. You don't have to, you know, like, you know, have your friends going, oh my God, that really did happen. And uh, yeah, you can win $25 Visa gift card. Every month we have one. So there yeah, we go. Yeah, Joanne wins. That was a pretty good story. There we go. So that is the show. Let's tell everybody who we are. Who are we? <laughs> who are we? Paula's like lying on the couch over there. She's like, did I take a nap? I am tired today. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good. So yes, we are www.tikicentralcanada.ca. Or.com. There we go. And on that main page, you will see this episode and the recipe. And also, of course, you know, Paula has a section in there. Mark has Mark Adventures. So everything he talked about today on Mark Adventures will be on his page. I'll throw up some pictures of some swag from the uh, Shameful. There we go. Yes. You know, help them out any way they can, right? Especially if you're in Toronto, folks. So please do drop by. And uh, yeah, so we also will have a recipe page and our episode page. And on there, of course, we typed it up. So then basically you just click on the link to whatever you want to do. It brings you down to that part of the page. And then on the bottom right-hand corner, there is an arrow to bring you all the way back to the top of the page. So it's kind of high tech. And uh, and then also, too, we do have our subscribe page. So please do subscribe. Please. please. Yes, yes. Um, I did notice, actually, that we uh, also got our surplus from Rob's episode, uh, the last episode with the Navy. So uh, I guess Rob has some Navy friends that are now listening. Nice. Thank you, well, Actually, for the Navy people, huzzah. There we go. For all those Navy people Aww. out there. Thank you. It was Look awesome. We had a great time. I mean, yeah, it was a pretty good show. We had a good time with Rob. So He's a smart guy. I had fun. Oh, my God. He was, yeah, he is a book of knowledge. I thought Mark was a book of knowledge. I'm like, good God. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, jeez. 
Rob's smart. He makes things go. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> he moves things in the water. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. So anyway, guys, we're going to go off and make some drinks. I think Paula is already still, you're not even like halfway through your drink. So uh, Mark is definitely empty. I'm empty. So we're going to go off and make some drinks here, folks. And thank you for listening and stay tuned. See ya. Bye. Aloha. Well, I don't know about you, but I got informed. Guys. Hey, Guys. Where's my drink? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Mark, it's done, Mark. Oh, yeah. It's nope. been there's, done. There's one little ass at the bottom there, maybe. I don't know. We'll it's see. It's been done. For a while. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's crazy. The, that's he wants to make sure there's something to straw, maybe. You know what yeah. I mean? The saddest sound ever. I know. Oh, it's gone. No. Can you make me another now? It's like... <laughs>